You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fire it up. Let's go. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals. In today's episode, it's brought to you by the best tasting protein bar Ever. It's Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Have you tried the strawberry flavor yet? It's insanely good. Check it out. BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15. I've got a new Twitter handle you need to follow. If you got a certain ratio of following to followers, then make sure you're following this one over all of them, including mine. At Lockdown Network. It's a wave of sports content coming at you on a daily basis from all of our incredible hosts, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and of course all your college teams at Lockdown Network. It's going to also have today's question of the day, which we want you to participate in, which I'll get to in a moment, but you need to follow at Lockdown Network on Twitter. Thank you in advance. Also, if you want to give me a little pity follow, that's fine. At B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Lots of Cardinals content coming from there. And uh, what I'm talking about on each Monday's NFL podcast. What we're talking about today, and it's a jam-packed podcast. Another big week for the NFL as we have the big schedule reveal. Wednesday night, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. We're going to do a live show here on the Lockdown NFL Network. Ross Jackson, Cody Rourke are going to host... It's going down on Wednesday evening. Make sure you're following, you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. The number two overall pick from the NFL draft saying all the right things. What Zach Wilson said after his first workouts in gangrene because it was the Jets, it was the Raiders and the Colts. They already held the rookie minicamp. rest of the league, they're going to hold their rookie minicamps this week. But what Zach Wilson had to say, he's saying all the right things already. There's rumblings, of course about another quarterback, but if the Broncos, if if they were to land Aaron Rodgers, does Denver become an instant Super Bowl contender? I think that's a pretty easy answer, right? We're going to ask Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos that very same question. We're going to look at what they did in the draft and uh, you know what the quarterback situation is if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. We're also going to talk to Patricia Trena of Locked On Giants. And there's a report from over the weekend that the G-men were livid. That's the quote. That's the word that they that was used about a division foe taking a player before New York in the NFL draft. We're going to get to the bottom of that story. But did you see DK Metcalf over the weekend, the freakish wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks? He ran and competed in the USA Track and Field Golden Games. Now he didn't place very well. He finished 15th out of 17th runners. But he ran 100 meters in 10.37 seconds, which is just absolutely just absurd. It wasn't good enough to advance, but it was impressive nonetheless. Most NFL rosters are like littered with these just absurdly athletic freaks. It's like from top to bottom. Even when you get beyond the 53, like the guys on rosters right now, the 90. Like, all these guys are some of the best athletes in the world, but yet DK Metcalf, he can still stand out among even those guys. So I want to get to it, and I want to give you a top five list of the current biggest athletic monsters in the league today. 
I mean, we can rip off a dozen from the past, like easy. Bo, you got Bo Jackson, right? You got Primetime, Deion Sanders, both two sport athletes. You have all the combine performances, which are just out of this world. We just had Michael Vick at 40 years old run a 4.740 yard dash. We had Daryl Green run an absurd, I think it was like a 4.440 when he was uh, when he was 40 years old. Daryl Green, the former cornerback for Washington, just out of this, absolutely insane. So I've got a top five list, and I'm going to say this right now: you guys are going to hate my number one. You're just gonna you're gonna hate it. And you're going to probably unsubscribe to this podcast. And you should probably do so, but then resubscribe for Tuesday's podcast with Ross and Lucas because they're going to bring maybe logic back to the table. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate who my number one is. I think you'll agree with probably five through two. But then you're going to hear number one. You're going to be like, I hate you. I hate everything about you. You should lose this show. You shouldn't be the host any longer. You should lose your Twitter account. You should, of course, lose your Twitter verification. And also, uh, your wife should probably leave you. You should be alone for that decision. And I think that that's probably a little irrational. But I also can kind of see where you're coming from. So let's get into the list. Number five on this, and you're probably already going to be like, what a cop-out. But Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray are my package deal at five. Now listen... Here's why. They're both not going to outlift. They're not going to be the fastest guys on the field at any given time. But their overall athleticism is undeniable. You have Mahomes who dazzles you every time he's between the lines. And I say between the lines, whether he's on a football field, if he's on a basketball court, or if he's on you know a baseball diamond. His dad, of course, pitched in Major League Baseball. Even when Mahomes was running for his life in the Super Bowl and throwing these incompletions, people were like in awe. They're like, oh my God, did you see that incomplete pass from Patrick Mahomes? That was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Mahomes and Kyler bring the multi-sport skill set to the gridiron unlike we've ever seen. Even like Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders because they didn't play the quarterback position. You didn't see the different array of throws that they have in their repertoire. They've got the big, like, from the outfield wall to home plate throw, you know, over the cutoff man, just lasers down the field. They've got the short, quick throws. They've got the no-look throws. Mahomes certainly does. Just unbelievable what they can do with the football. Kyler drafted in the first round of both Major League Baseball and the NFL, top pick from the Arizona Cardinals. Mahomes, his prep highlight reels, he has him in th- all three sports. There's even recent video of Kyler knocking down threes like he's Steph Curry from this offseason. So that's my those that's my f- number five, right? And I, and I just want I wanted to do that from the quarterback position because those guys are absurd athletes. But then there's such the, the guys I'm about to get to are such freaks that those guys just needed to be five on their own. This is where we get to DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is next on my list. He's four. And you're like, how is that possible? DK Metcalf inspired this list. And what he did over the weekend, running 100 meters in 10.37 seconds and holding his own against some of the fastest men in the world is unreal. Metcalf dwarfed 
the the competition that he was racing against. He was by far the biggest guy out there. I mean, he is a specimen. 6'4", 230 pounds. We all know the combine performance. We all know about the picture of him when he was working out. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. 4.33 40-yard dash. He repped 225 pounds 27 times. We all know the entire NFL world overthought him as a prospect because of a poor shuttle and three-cone. You know, he had the same, what, shuttle time as Tom Brady. But then you had, like, it was so bad, Andy Isabella, Paris Campbell, J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, Nikhil Harry, they all went ahead of Metcalf in the draft. All those wide receivers. You think all those GMs that selected them in front of Metcalf regret those picks? I mean, Metcalf chased down poor Buda Baker last season on Sunday Night Football when we thought Buda picked six Russell Wilson. Buda runs a 4.4, 40. DK looked like a damn gazelle chasing him down. It was like Buda stole from Russell Wilson. He sicked his Rottweiler with like world-class speed after him. He said, oh, sick him, sick him, DK. And Metcalf ran him down, made it look easy. So who's more impressive than Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and DK Metcalf? Who are the three guys in front of them? It's pretty absurd to think about, right? Number three is Derrick Henry. It's He's a creative player on Madden football. 6'3", 250-pound sculpted from stone, faster than a locomotive, back-to-back NFL rushing champ, 1,500, 2,000 yards respectively. He ragdolled Josh Norman and several other oncoming wannabe tacklers. Derrick Henry's number three. So there's two players ahead of Derrick Henry. The second most athletic monstrosity in the NFL is Aaron Donald. We heard Troy Aikman say he played against Reggie White. He played against LT Lawrence Taylor. And Aikman says that Aaron Donald's the best player that he's ever seen. He's got corner speed, and he's nearly a 300-pound man. His footwork, his what he does with his hands, his handwork, unbelievable. Three-time defensive player of the year. The guy trains against knives. For God's sake, unreal. And I think you're probably on board here. You know what? This is a pretty good list. Not bad. The number one biggest freak in the NFL probably can't even run a sub-540. Tom Brady's the biggest freak of them all. He went from being off my list. I was like, I'm going to give honorable mention to Tom Brady. He's atop this list. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady turns 44 years old in August. He just threw for 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, and his 43rd year en route to his seventh championship. Tom Terrific was drafted in the 18th round Major League Baseball's draft by the Montreal Expos all the way back in 1995. Tom Brady's a freak. You can't get past it. The five people I mentioned before Tom Brady... Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, DK Metcalf, Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald. There is a very slim chance that any of them are even still playing the game of football at 44, let alone competing and probably being a favorite to win another title. Nobody's operated at this level. That's why Tom Brady is the ultimate freak right now in the NFL. I know I'm missing so many people from this list, and it's tough to narrow it down to five. Heck, I I cheated, and it's six. But... Who's the biggest athletic freak or just freak in general on your favorite NFL team? Let us know at Locked On Network. That's at Locked On Network. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers is a freak, that's for sure. I've never seen anybody throw a deep ball 
as high and far as Aaron Rodgers. I've seen it in person. It's one of the most incredible things I've witnessed in person. If Aaron Rodgers, though, makes his way onto the Denver Broncos, are they instant Super Bowl contenders? I'm going to ask Cody Rourke of Locked On Broncos. Next, it's the Locked On NFL podcast. Hey, football fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase energy, and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Did you know there's already odds up on who the offensive and defensive rookie of the years are going to be in the NFL? BetOnline.ag has the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action online at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your cell, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as it's your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You put in 100 bucks, you get $50 free dollars to play around with and build your stack. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast, Bo Brock. I wanted to get this guy on last week to discuss the draft class from the Denver Broncos. Cordy Rourke from Locked On Broncos. In Ross Jackson, they host Locked On NFL Live Sundays. It's a great show to tune into. Uh, they're just talking every all the biggest stories in the NFL. It aired yesterday on Mother's Day. By the way, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Cody, I got to ask you, man, and thanks for joining us, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Aaron Rodgers. Which quarterback is starting for the Broncos Week One, twenty twenty one? Is it? Are you feeling the heat already coming on this podcast? Uh, you know, not not really. I, you know, it's really hard to say because we don't know the true trajectory. And you know, I think um, if Aaron Rodgers were to be traded, if big if, yeah, if the organization says, hey, you, you know what, we we know the relationship isn't reparable, we will trade you. Denver would be the destination for him, and I think he would start day one if that were the case. I think you'd see a deal involving Teddy Bridgewater would probably head to Green Bay. There, I don't see why the Broncos would package Drew Locke behind Jordan Love when they were drafted the same exact year. You know, they're the same age. There's no, there's no help there for Jordan Love. So I feel like Teddy Bridgewater would be a good bridge quarterback for <laughs> Jordan Love in terms of mentorship. You know, he's already gotten that from Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers would be going to Denver. And I think that Rodgers would actually mentor Drew Locke in a really uh, good way. I feel like he could learn a lot from watching how Rodgers does his day-to-day stuff, especially coming off of an MVP season. Uh, but as of right now, if I had to say a day one starter, if Rodgers was not there, it's really hard to pinpoint because each quarterback, they're going to get 50-50 in terms of their split reps, rep deviation there at training camp. And if we look at statistical production, the favorite right now on paper is probably Teddy Bridgewater. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I want to ask you one more question about Aaron Rodgers because I feel like you know it's complete speculation at this point. We had the little draft nugget from Mark Schlereth when he goes on uh, a radio show and, and says it's all but done, and then I think he's since backpedaled a little bit. Thanks to Stink for really uh, making him and you know Adam Schefter as far as that draft day talk. It's like did we really need that in hindsight? But one more question as far as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers does he make the Broncos a Super Bowl favorite? If, if he comes to Denver. I, I think he does. I think he elevates the team significantly. You know, the Broncos, their main issue that they've had since Peyton Manning retired, finding a quarterback that can produce at a very high level. Well, Rodgers coming off of an MVP season. He is a future first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. And we look at the Broncos' weapons around him. You have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, Albert Okawebunam. And then you have Melvin Gordon, you know, for a year. He's got one year left in his deal. And then an exciting young talent in Javante Williams, a round two pick from them. Uh, and then you factor in a solid offensive line. Now, right tackle is now seemingly a little bit of a question right now, considering Juwan James' injury last week. Uh, but outside of that, and then the defense for Denver, their secondary is loaded when you have Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, you have Patrick Sertan, Broncos first-round selection, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. I mean, it's a scary-looking defense on paper. And arguably, you could... Maybe make the argument that Aaron Rodgers will be coming into the best overall supported cast that maybe he's had in his entire career. Yeah, it'd be tough to argue that, of course. Uh, Cody Rourke of uh, Locked On Broncos joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. I-, I love the draft class. I've mentioned that. You know, the best corner on the board, explosive running back, sleeper senior bowl darling uh, in Quinn Miners from the uh, Wisconsin Whitewater, the small class there or small school there. Uh, it's. It's been a good offseason for first-year GM George Payton. Is Does that all kind of fall short, though, with the caveat, still no quarterback? I don't think so. Yeah, and Ross and I had a really great discussion on Lockdown NFL Sunday, and that's going to be on the segment right there. It's going to be on the Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out. But we talked about how important it is. Right now, the narrative across the national media is you have to have a, a star franchise quarterback but the reality is, you look at Deshaun Watson's situation in Houston, he's the star quarterback. He put up phenomenal numbers. But what about the supporting cast around him? It was porous. They didn't really have anybody around him. They didn't have a defense that could stop anybody. And we saw the situation kind of formulate to what it was there. Denver, in my opinion, I think they just need a really good quarterback. They need a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over and have inconsistencies week in and week out when you have the supporting cast around you that you do. Uh, I think George Payton went out and he's built this team. Now, the first thing he said as a general manager for the Denver Broncos in his introductory press conference, we are going to build this team through the NFL draft. We're going to build and develop these players. We're not going to draft based on need. So in free agency, the Broncos needed some depth at cornerback. They go out and they did that. They signed Ronald Darby. They signed Kyle Fuller to a one-year deal. They brought back Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. So they solidified a need there, but now they are drafted to build for the future. And Building a really good team around whoever's going to be the quarterback, I think, is a great way to do it. And I think George Payton has gotten off to a very strong start as a GM. It seems like the same recipe that netted them Peyton Manning a couple of years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's like they were just a quarterback away. I mean, this was a team that won a playoff game with Tim Tebow at the you know starting quarterback, and he finds Demarius Thomas, and they're beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. And next thing you know, Peyton's coming in, and they're lighting scoreboards up. Let me ask you this. I mean, you mentioned that secondary, and it's just become an absolute strength. But is that the strength of this uh, Broncos team as we go into 2021? Because you mentioned so many ballers on that defense. 
I think there's a, certainly a ton of playmakers on that offensive side of the football. Where do you think the strength lies as far as Denver's concerned? Ooh, yeah, that's a really tough question. Well, part of them must say pass rusher because Von Miller's healthy, Bradley Chubb's healthy. And if those guys get another year together for a full season, good things are going to happen. The last time they had a full season together opposite of one another, they combined for 26 and a half sacks. And then the next year, Bradley Chubb tore his ACL four games into the season. And then last year, before the season began, week one, Von Miller had that ligament issue in his ankle that sidelined him for the entire season. So we haven't really gotten to see outside of one year what Von Miller or Bradley Chubb could do, and we haven't seen what they can do in Vic Fangio's defense. You mentioned the secondary. I think it is the strength of the team right now when you talk about experience and you talk about depth and you talk about playmaking ability. Justin Simmons has evolved into one of the NFL's best safeties. He got the price tag for that. Kareem Jackson was very valuable in his role as a strong safety last year. And then you add, as you mentioned, the NFL draft, arguably the best cornerback in the 2021 NFL draft in Patrick Sertan and his measurables, his athletic ability, and just how technical he is from that position. Tell you what, it's got me excited watching it because I'm a defensive back guy, Bo. I, I spent a lot of time watching DBs and Patrick Sertan, man, he's fun to watch even when you know the opposing team is going away from him. They're not even throwing his side. He's fun to watch because he gets into the head of receivers and teams don't want to target him because he's that damn good of a player. They've done a great job as far as George Payton in retaining talent, keeping him in that uh, locker room. You didn't even mention the beef as far as Shelby Harris. I thought that was a good yeah. re-signing and bringing him and keeping him on that defensive line. So it's going to be interesting Definitely have to check out that segment between Ross Jackson and Cody Rourke from Locked On NFL now on Sunday. It's on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Check that out. Cody, thank you so much, man. Can't wait to check up, uh, check in with you down the line here, man. Thanks, Bo. I appreciate it. There was a report from over the weekend that the New York Giants were livid that a division foe took a prospect before them in the first round of the NFL draft. We'll tell you which prospect it was, which team it was, with Patricia Trena. From Locked on Giants, we'll also figure out how much pressure Daniel Jones is under in 2021. The Locked on NFL podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And we mean it when we say that. Built Bar is incredible how good they are. It's where healthy and tasty, those worlds collide. Right now, they have a limited time flavor that's awesome. It's strawberry. You got to check it out. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get the limited time flavor strawberry, and then figure out what other flavors you like. There's nine delicious flavors at all times in rotation. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel, which is my favorite original flavor. It's incredible. And the best thing about Built Bar is they're equally as healthy as they are delicious. Most flavors have 17 grams of muscle packing protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Great for the keto diet. Order today. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. It's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday edition of Locked On NFL Podcast. And before we get to our guest here, Patricia Trainer, I thought that uh, the other team in New York, or New Jersey, the New York Jets, who had their rookie minicamp over the weekend, that number two overall pick, Zach Wilson, 
said all the right things. Basically, that he's not going to just be handed the starting job for Gangrene, that the position has to be earned. And despite him looking like a character from High School Musical, he's saying all the right things. He says, quote, in this position, the coaches want to play the best player. That position has to be earned. So, you know, as far as he's going to, quote, have to do what he's supposed to do, and that'll take care of itself. So, Zach Wilson, despite all kind of the question marks surrounding the number two overall pick in the draft, he's saying the right things, which is important as he plays in the biggest media market in the entire league. Speaking of which, I'm joined by Patricia Trainer, Locked On Giants. It's been a while since we've caught up, but there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, hype. There's been a lot of people talking about this Giants draft class. And Patricia, thanks for joining us first and foremost, but the reports are that the Giants, they quote, were livid that their division foe, the Philadelphia Eagles, traded up with division foe Dallas to nab Heisman winner Devontae Smith. Are you surprised by this report at all? I'm not surprised. I mean, look, the Giants and the Eagles, they have, um, how shall we say, an interesting uh, history between the two of them. You can trace it back to the miracle of the Meadowlands and through the years, you know, the Deshaun Jackson punt, a.k.a. the miracle of the Meadowlands, too. Last last season with them throwing that game, I mean, just little things have started to build up. And the Giants, I think, you know, they were looking to get one of the the Alabama receivers. They didn't think Jalen Watt was going to fall down to them. They were hoping to get Devonta Smith. Joe Judge likes Alabama players, obviously, because that's where he has his origins. And um, when the Eagles jumped up ahead of them, and, and especially considering what they, it took to jump up ahead of them, um, you could say there was a little bit of uh, surprise, a little bit of what the heck just happened. Um, but, you know, look, the Giants took lemons and they made lemonade out of it and they were able to trade down. They got an extra first round pick with the Bears. They got an extra fifth round pick this year that they traded away later on in the draft. And I think they got an extra third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. So the Giants made lemonade out of lemons. It, they certainly did, and I mean, it, hell did freeze over because we weren't expecting David Gettleman to do something he's never done before. He did trade back. He got the future first as the Bears took Justin Fields. Are the Giants fans, do you think that they're content with the haul and the pick of Tony at 20? I think so. I think, you know, the initial reaction was, my God, why do we need another receiver? We just signed, you know, Kenny Galladay in free agency. We just signed John Ross. But look at the the depth that they have there. If, God forbid, Sterling Shepard, for example, who has missed games the last two years due to injuries, what happens if he gets hurt again? Now, who do you put in the slot? Well, now you've got Kadarius Toney, who ultimately is going to take over the slot for them, um, who can step in there and play that role. And he's going to he's going to play. It's not going to just take a an injury to Sterling Shepard to get Kadarius Toney on the field. But, you know, it's all about depth. It's all about building and not leaving yourself at a point where now all of a sudden, if catastrophe strikes, you have nothing to, to put in there. Yeah, no doubt about it. They certainly are deep at that position. You mentioned Galladay. They signed him to a pretty lucrative free agent contact, uh, contract. They bring in Tony in the first round of the draft. John Ross on a kind of a small prove-it deal. You've got Saquon Barkley coming back. You've got uh, so many you know, pretty intriguing weapons on this Giants offense. How much pressure is it? Is it a make or break? Is that fair to say for Daniel Jones, who enters his third season in the NFL as a first-round pick himself? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think all excuses now have been removed for any reason for Daniel Jones not to succeed. You know, it's year two of the system, so you can't say, oh, it's a brand new system. And, oh, by the way, we didn't have a spring or much of a preseason, if any preseason, you know, to run through it. That that excuse is gone. You can't use the excuse that, oh, you don't have uh, receivers who can separate or who can run the deep patterns and win contested uh, catches. That excuse is gone. You can't use the excuse of, okay, what are we going to do with tight end? We don't have a valid red red zone threat. That's gone. They're going to get Saquon Barkley back, hopefully at 100% and, and uh, like he was before injury. So there are no excuses. The only thing that is still a question mark for the Giants is obviously is the offensive line because they didn't add to that. But they believe that they have what they need in-house. They believe with the added coaching that they have uh, that they hired during the off season earlier this off season. Um, they believe that they have guys that are developing and they think this unit is going to be much better than it was last year. We taking out the excuse that Philadelphia sat Jalen Hurts too, that they didn't make the, the playoff. Is that, is that removed from the excuses? Well, I just got to ask though. I mean, it's interesting. These NFC East teams, despite them being kind of the NFC least in 2020, there's got to be some high expectations. You know, Dak's coming back for Dallas. You've got a new regime in Philadelphia. They're moving forward with Hurts. You've got Washington, who's the team that snuck into the postseason. They've got Fitzmagic, plus some pretty impressive moves themselves. I mean, what's the expectation for the G-Men? Is it to contend this season, or are they still you know, in, in rebuild mode? No, they definitely want to contend. They want to get into the playoffs. They feel that they can get into the playoffs if everything falls into place. Now, obviously, we can't plan for injuries or anything, you know, really screwy happening that nobody sees coming. But they do feel that they're a much better roster. And look, you know, as bad as the NFC East was last year, they almost made it in. If they had won one or two more games, they would have been the NFC East champions in, in a very bad division. So the expectation now is that not only do they want them to, not only does ownership want the team to um, have a record above 500, but they want them to get into the playoffs and make some noise in the playoffs. It's not going to be just, oh, okay, we qualified and let's go home now because we checked that off. They want to make a deep run. Now, how deep can they go if they get in? That remains to be seen. But they have loaded up the defense. They have uh, stacked up the offense. Um, there's still some questions that have to be sorted out. There's still some training camp battles that need to be solved uh, between now and the time the regular season starts. But they feel pretty good, I think, about what they have done this offseason. And now it's just a matter of the coaching staff getting them on the field and putting it all together. For more daily content from Patricia Trainer, of course, listen to Locked On Giants and follow her on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trainer. Patricia, thank you so much. My pleasure. Absolutely great insight from Patricia Trainer and Cody Rourke just before that. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock, here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Make sure to chime in on our question today at Locked On Network. Who's the biggest freak on your favorite NFL team? Athletic or whatever reason they should be deemed a freak. Let us know at Lockdown NFL Network. Lucas Braun, Ross Jackson, they're your hosts tomorrow. Enjoy them and the rest of the week here with the Lockdown NFL podcast. I'll talk to you guys next Monday.